No. That's not it. Ah. There we go. They didn't ask us. Was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. And now, here are your hosts, Jay Crowder and John Mueller. Welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. <laughs> I am going to cut out that first part. It oh, got really man. political there. Yeah, yeah. John and I were something. talking a little bit about uh, some of the stuff going on here in Nashville. Uh, luckily, it's stayed relatively peaceful. That's been good. But, you know, John and I have a this city, you know, sits near and dear to our hearts. So to see anything like that happen, it kind of hurts us a little bit. Well, Makes even outside of outside of Nashville, you look big picture. Like, it's just, mm. I usually think of myself as a really like eloquent and well spoken person, and I have no words, and I don't know that any words I could have would help. So I don't know. I haven't really said a whole lot about anything to date. I think you know. To one of my favorite bands is the Beatles. I love the Beatles a lot. You know, one of their biggest messages is just you know love love one another and and i know that's like the hippy dippy way of saying it but i mean for real it, you know there's we're all people we're all humans and we all belong in this greater universe together and we can't do it alone well thanks for tuning in <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite our normal intro that was our message there. for today <laughs> oh man uh well welcome back guys i am jay and with me as always is my co-host john hi y'all how are you uh, how are you doing I hope everyone's doing well. Um, I just got back from vacation, so I'm very glad to be back, back to the normal. Uh, I know things are really starting to clear up here in Tennessee. Things are opening back up. People are getting out more, uh, which has been great. The cat, what is it, Bailey? Love me. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. (laughs) Go somewhere else, please. We are here. We're back. We're still recording. Uh, We aren't having a whole lot of movies coming out right now. That's been kind of a bummer. Mm Mm-hmm. I think uh, originally we would have had Black Widow by now. Black Widow, I think, was supposed to be like March or April. And then also Mulan. We would have had Mulan by now. Which I still would not have seen. I'm actually really excited about that one. <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not going to force my opinion on anyone else. I'm just going to say I'm not I'm not going to see it and leave it at that. Well, I think it'll be good. It's it's one of the Disney remakes that I can... I think they, they have a pretty good reason why to remake it. It looks like it's going to be a completely different movie. Which actually kind of leads me into the news. Uh, Disney is considering bringing Mulan to digital early to increase profits well i mean that's the reason a company does anything duh <laughs> i saw that they were advertising the things to come uh disney plus i think it was in june and it was like actually stuff i had heard of so that's definitely a step in the right direction imo yeah so i think uh and then also artemis fowl is coming out pretty soon that's another one that's being released that one's going to strictly be digital it's not going to be released in theaters mulan they're i think they're considering doing a digital release right now and then do the theater release as well which you know i guess that's fine because i personally i feel like that's a movie i would rather see on the big screen anyway so that just kind of makes sense to me but like you said you're not going to be seeing yeah, it so you're kind of like john I'm, shrugging his shoulders i'm staying like, yeah, i'm staying out of that one lucasfilm reportedly is looking to cast a live action ezra bridger uh, for a Rebels live action series, like a, a post Rebels live action series, John is shaking his head. No, I don't 
agree with that at all. Why not? Because there's so much more risk in bringing it from animated to live action because it already has a defined image. We know this is what it is. So if you bump that, then it's like it just already challenges fandom in that sense. There's so much more risk involved, and like if it's not exactly like the way it was, people will hate it. Well, they're already bringing Ahsoka live action, and then there's also been that rumor that they might be bringing Sabine into live action. Uh, for those of you at home that aren't keeping track, those are two characters from a animated series called Star Wars Rebels. But if they're doing that for those two, possibly, then it would make sense to go ahead and do an e- an Ezra live action i mean yes and no because the risk is still there with the two of them but that's true bringing them into an established live action show lessens that a little bit when you take characters exclusively from animated and you take an animated into a live action there's a much higher probability it just won't work the the initial one that jumps out at me is the uh those live action scooby-doo movies from when we were kids i was like i mean they were they weren't bad but they weren't scooby-doo yeah i can agree with that so like there's so much more there's so much more risk in going from animated to live action that i wouldn't personally i wouldn't condone it and i mean to do animation i've never been a elite level animator before but i imagine that's something that you have the programming to do from home Mm -hmm. and if you're in lockdown you could do that theoretically right now now would be a good time. You had brought up before a really good point. You were like, I wonder if animated series are going to make a comeback because now animation is like one of the only things that we can do in separate locations and then bring together and, and you know, splice together. And you're right. And so I think that that could be a possibility, a very strong possibility, you know, because even right now you and I are recording this show remotely and mm-hmm. I can just take it and put it all together and make it sound like we're in the same room and uh, put and, other editing And then you would there. make it sound like we're in the same room with all of our lovely viewers who we very much appreciate. So That's right. thank you again for tuning in. Yes, so glad to have you. Now, you and I have reviewed a, a movie in the past called Sonic the Hedgehog. We that was a pretty recent release. One of the one of the last movies I feel like that came out theatrically. I think you're right. Yeah, because we we went and saw that with my son. He actually had a a brief guest appearance on the episode and uh, to give a child's perspective on the movie because John and I otherwise probably would have torn it up. I mean, maybe not to, maybe not to shreds, but I mean, (laughs) this ties into something you and I had talked about in the, in the earlier intro, you can like a bad movie. So Sonic, I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's very likable. It is. I think was kind of my takeaway. So anyway, back to, back to Sonic the Hedgehog news. Well, Sonic is still doing very well. Um, It's actually still setting a lot of records, continues to outsell watches from home. Um, It's beating Birds of Prey, which is not a a huge accomplishment, but still, um, you know, Birds of Prey came out at the same time and it's doing better than that. Um, And so now it is official. It is official that the Sonic sequel is currently in pre-production so we are getting a sonic the hedgehog sequel i'm down for that it should really be called sonic adventures 2 sonic adventures 2 i was gonna say sonic 2 tales because you've got tales who has two tales a tale a tale of two tales sonic the hedgehog a tale of two tales it was the best of times it was wait no that's something else yeah so i'm excited to see that just because i think 
it had a lot of potential, uh, had a lot of potential for even an expanded universe, maybe even going into more Sega games, possibly. Maybe we could get some other really cool stuff. I'd like to see where it goes. Speaking of, actually, this doesn't relate at all, so forget that, but uh, <laughs> WB has expressed interest in bringing back Henry Cavill for the Superman role. Uh, there was an earlier rumor, I think it was Wednesday maybe, and uh, they had said that Henry Cavill is interested playing Superman again, which in the past he has said that he is no longer interested. Or I think he said he's interested, but WB is kind of scrapped it. But WB has come back and has said, we actually are kind of interested in working out something with him so that he could come back as Superman. Then I saw another interesting story that suggested, I think this may have been on Reddit, and it said, what if Henry Cavill, Superman, becomes almost like the Nick Fury of the MCU, where he's the one that kind of brings all the heroes together to make this larger team. But Batman already did that. I mm, I don't like it. I don't like that you theory. Like I, I like Henry Cavill coming back, uh, mainly because I feel like consistency is one of the things that we definitely took for granted with the MCU. Yeah. Like, with the exception of Hulk, I don't think anyone really got recast. No, no, uh, War Machine. War Machine, with yeah. With the exception of, like, Brody. those two, who got who got recast so in that sense there's been so much turnover already in a, in a much smaller universe right because batfleck is out which is a huge disappointment to me personally yeah um and then if henry cavill didn't come back that's what like 40 percent of the justice league that's already replaced that'd be like if if after the first avengers movie they're like you know what rdj chris evans uh deuces right we're gonna we're gonna, re- we're gonna completely revamp these pillar cornerstone series i mean there's no chance that the mcu would have had near the success it did if they had if they had done that so i i do think that henry cavill coming back as superman is fantastic i liked him as superman i liked the man of steel movie i thought it was pretty good that could be something we could review maybe later this summer Especially with the uh, possible Snyder Cut being released on HBO Max. It's not possible. It's confirmed. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, I think 2021 HBO Max Snyder Cut is confirmed. Because it's it's some absurd amount of money that they're going to have to use to finish it. Because obviously the Snyder Cut was a vision that was never never fulfilled. It wasn't like a final cut of the movie that was just scrapped. I really want to see how it ends up, but like... I think I said this on Twitter. I was like, it could be literally perfect and it could still not save how bad that movie was. Right. In my opinion. I agree. But uh, speaking of HBO Max, that was actually the last bit of news I had. For those of you listening in the UK, I know there's at least like three of you, I think. You're not going to be able to watch HBO Max for at least five years. Ouch. That sounds, it sounds like a VPN might be your friend. Yes, for real. (laughs) Yeah, but, oh man, I was like, dude, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's not not what you want to hear. You know, that's like, you know, it it took like over a year, I think, for Disney Plus to be released in the UK. Or was it a year? Couldn't have been. Disney Plus didn't come out until like, until uh, November. Okay, well, it's already there then, so. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know, just blame Brexit, and then (laughs) realize that. So I saw I saw you posted on your Facebook that you found uh, Nando sauces in the store. Yeah, we have those here. I've seen them locally. Um, the Nando's? It, no, the sauces. 
Oh, the sauces. But yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at. It's such a tease because I we know. have the sauces, but we don't Just have the whole any location. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I might not even like it, but I want to have the opportunity to try it. Right. So for the for the listeners in the UK, there are some things that you still have localized like cuisine. The, that's like getting the demo of a game and being like, "Man, this demo is a lot of fun. I'd like to play the actual game." Oh, sorry, you can't for like another Ever. five years. Forever. What? Yeah, Nando. So you've had? Have you had Nando? Did you? Mm-hmm. You haven't been to the UK. Mm-mm. I've I've never been to the UK. Oh, you need to get I, out more. I know. I need to. I've been to <laughs> I've been to Europe. Well, I've been to Germany, but I would say why I want to go to the UK, but I don't want to risk alienating our. Uh, our UK-based listeners. So I will just say, uh, I want to visit your country and leave it at that. I recommend it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, well, so that is actually all that I had for the news. Um, although you had I actually some video game stuff. I actually have a little bit of video game stuff. Okay. So I think last episode I mentioned that Last of Us 2 was pushed back, and but had a confirmed release date. Um, now, why did they push it back? Corona. Oh, okay. Just like final post-production stuff. Thanks, COVID. Right. Um, initially, it was supposed to come out on May 29th, which was, what, what would that be, this past Friday? Um, but it is now confirmed to be releasing on June 19th, which is not that bad. Okay, that's like, that's that's like four weeks. It's like a three-week delay as opposed to Cyberpunk, which was like an eight-month delay. That's a lot better. Um, what did I have next? Follow that up with uh, the PS Plus free games. Um, the free games for PlayStation this month. They released um, Call of Duty World War Two over Memorial Day. Um, that was part of their. It's Very one of the fitting. games for June. Um, which I'm really. I already own it digital, so that's kind of whatever for me. But I'm really excited because the games for May, like a, a Sim City style game and a farming simulator. <laughs> so two games Yay. that i was less than thrilled with um but this month the playstation is giving us cod world war 2 and star wars battlefront 2 okay which had a really rough launch with all the microtransactions and ea caught a lot of flack for it right but it has rebounded fairly well from what okay. i understand so i am pretty excited to uh to install that i uh, actually this week. just real quick i i'm glad you brought that up because i was gonna say i actually bought that just this past actually right before we went on vacation and um i i bought it because i xbox gave me randomly they sent me a gift card for five dollars what a pal yeah and um i went online and they had battlefront you could buy it for seven and i was like okay well i might as well go ahead and get it because i want to be paying like three bucks yeah so i went ahead and bought it and started playing it today the story mission and it's actually a lot of fun i like it a lot yeah i'm, I'm really excited about it because i love that it has a story mode because that's something that i love about games it's actually like- the entire reason i did not get black ops 4 is because oh, yeah. there was no campaign so the fact that there i would get i mean it's free i would get battlefront 2 anyway but the fact that there's a story mission is just something else for me to be excited about. And then on Xbox, the Games with Gold um, June games are... What does that even say? I can't read the font. Uh, Cinemora is um, June 16th to the 30th. It is described as a fast-paced shooter to challenge your reflexes. Um, ridiculously fun platformer Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is the entire month of June, 1 to 30. Um, there's a game called Coffee Talk. Huh. Uh, fix your customers a drink in the engaging Coffee Talk is from June 15th <laughs> or June 16th to July 15th. And then honestly, the only one that jumped out at me is the original Xbox game, Destroy All Humans. Okay, yeah. So that's that definitely seems like the the pinnacle of it to me. 
And that I really, remember that game. That says a lot to me that an OG Xbox game is is the highlight of Games with Gold, at least for me, uh, this month. So, and then finally, um, Sony is confirming its next PlayStation 5 event. It's going to be on uh, June 4th. So if what? you if you listen to this episode after June 4th, you can find out what the event is and what they said. But <laughs> in the days between, uh, we all, no all we know is that Sony has promised, quote, a look at the future of gaming on PlayStation 5, end quote. There you go. And the thought behind that is they're going to reveal launch titles. You think which, so? Which is very exciting. That's kind of a, a common thought I've seen thrown around on like the, the PlayStation Reddit and a couple of like Twitter people. I mean, that would make sense. I'm hesitantly excited because, I mean, I, I have a rule. Never get a console um, first batch any new generation because, no. I mean, you would get red ringed, I think, PlayStation 3 had might have had something just have a generation to get the the bugs worked out so that's that's a personal rule that I follow um no yep, one else has to um but rule, rule of thumb I usually wait about a year I've also I also had someone tell me to do that with uh car models when it's either mm-hmm. a new car model or it goes through like a really big renovation yep I was like they're gonna need time to figure out what worked and what didn't work that's true um with cars you want to wait like you never want to buy the first year of a new model. You want to wait till either the second or third because then they're going to work out all the bugs and stuff. So, I mean, that's probably not the advice you thought you were going to get from a nerdy <laughs> media podcast, but there you go. You learn something every day. So, I I believe that wraps up my news. I'm going to close my browser as a symbolism. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh that is our news, and so then, of course, uh, we are going to move into the main topic to, for today, the main event, if you will. Decided to review Back to the Future. It is a movie released in 1985. It was July 3rd, I believe. Mm, and It's, it's uh, an excellent vintage, mm, yes. Uh, it actually make there's a reference to it in Stranger Things season three well that's a good question i wonder if that got pushed back anyway we'll we'll talk about that another time but uh yeah so back to the future 1985 film it was very good it's sci-fi time travel and uh you can now watch it on netflix all three of them actually parts one two and three on netflix Actually, you know what? I think the first one is just called Back to the Future. I can see it. Back to the Future Part 2. Okay. Back to the Future Part 3. Because I could see that kind of getting retconned from a fandom standpoint as like Back to the Future Part 1, because that way it kind of encourages you. Because, I mean, not really a spoiler alert, but the movie ends very pro sequel. Yeah. You know, so it, it leaves the open, the ending open. But if they had called it Back to the Future Part 1, then you're like, oh, okay, there's going to be a second part. Just kind of like the rule of, of labeling things like that. So I think you're right, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was marketing calling it Part 1 in existence somewhere. But just real quick, I'm going to give a rundown for those that may not have seen it. Um, Marty McFly, a typical American teenager of the 80s, is accidentally sent back to 1955 in a plutonium-powered DeLorean, or time machine, invented by a slightly mad scientist. During his often hysterical, always amazing trip in time, Marty must make certain his teenage parents-to-be meet and fall in love so he can get back. To the future. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a it's a very well done synopsis. So it was. I, I read it and I was like, "That's perfect," because I don't want to give much away. 
for those that haven't seen it. Uh, at but the, it, at it, the same time, though, it's a 35-year-old movie. Well, almost 35-year-old movie. Like, if you haven't seen... Even I've seen it, and I'm notorious for having not seen things. <laughs> so, like... What's the deal? Yeah, the anniversary of the release, I think it's the 30th anniversary of the release of uh, Part 3 just came out. Dang, they cranked them out then. That'd be three movies in five years. Yeah, they did 1985, 1987, and then 1990, so... So it's a it's a movie starring uh, so Marty McFly is the main character and he is played by Michael J. Fox. Definitely, I would say his most iconic role. When you think, I would agree with that. I would say it's definitely what he's most known for because I'm struggling to think of anything else. To be honest with you, I mean he does a lot. He's done some voice acting because uh, he was like Stuart Little and he did um, Atlantis animated Disney movie. I know this is something that we we talked about. Atlantis is also very underrated because I have. I, it, I believe so. Yeah, I have an opinion of what I think one of the most underrated Disney movies is, but Atlantis is in that conversation. And then uh, Doctor Emmett Brown or Doc Brown is played by Christopher Lloyd, a wonderful comedy writer. Actually, a lot of shows that are currently on TV, a lot of comedies are written by him. Uh, the most recent one I can think of is Modern Family which I think just went off the air recently. Yeah, it, it just ended. Leah Tom- Thompson rather, was uh, Lorraine Baines, uh, Marty's mom. Crispin Glover was George McFly, which is Marty's dad. And uh, Crispin, Claudia Wells, They this, this is actually the only one that they're in. They had to get somebody else to fill in for them later. Uh, but Claudia Wells played Jennifer Parker, who's the love interest of Marty. And then, of course, Thomas Wilson plays Biff Tannen. But that is the quick rundown of the cast. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fun time travel movie. It's definitely a summer. It was a summer blockbuster. It was a summertime movie. It was one of those that people lined up down the streets to go see. It actually did well. I think it was the highest grossing movie of 1985. Definitely a very popular movie at the time and has continued to be. But you can now watch it on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend pausing the show. Go tune in, turn in, log in to Netflix and uh, give it a watch. Since you since you brought up you think it was the highest grossing movie of 1985, I wanted to figure out if it was. Um, it was. But okay. the reason I laughed so hard is uh, number two is one of my personal most beloved bad movies. Again, it's not a it's not a good movie, but I love it. Is uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two? <laughs> okay, there you go. We had just talked about that earlier. And then rounding out the top three is Beverly Hills Cop. So, oh uh, yeah, really a diverse grouping there. Yeah, sci-fi comedy I think is the category that it's in. I would think so. I would if you if I had to pick one though, I would call it sci-fi. Yeah, that's I would the too. the prevailing yeah. theory. I, I mean, like the premise of the whole show is time travel. It's so. literally called Back to the Future. Yeah, so um, I guess real quick, we'll go ahead and rate it, uh, and then we'll get jump into spoilers. Okay. Um, so do you want to do a funny scale, creative scale, or just a 1 to 10? I'm struggling to come up with what the scale would be for this, just because it's I mean, so you could do unique. time travel movies. What would be the... So, so what's the... Bo- okay, time travel movies, what is the bottom end of the spectrum? <laughs> so that's what's troubling for me is like like terminator salvation does he time travel in that or was that a different terminator it was genesis because i didn't see it or is that the one that we did see i would say number one would be looper looper is exceptionally good 
I would I be mean, it, I would be tempted to say Endgame, personally, in terms of time travel movies. Oh right, yeah, I forgot they time travel on that. But coming up That's with the right Hulk time travel, coming up with the bottom end of the spectrum is so much more difficult for me. Yeah, because I would I was honestly leaning towards the time machine. I never saw it, but I hear it does not have a good reputation, so I'm in. It's not very good. The only other one I can really think of. Yeah, I'm I'm content to just do like on a scale of time machine to looper, but then I don't know what I would rank it inside of that scale either. Because see, even hot tub time machine was like still pretty good. <laughs> oh man. That's a movie I do not recommend for children, but once your kids like have gone I've, to bed, I know I, it's I've, definitely worth a watch. I know I've seen that movie, but I have completely forgotten everything about it. <laughs> it's hilarious. It, but it, it does time travel well. Yeah, so let's say, number one, do you want to go Looper or... I'm content to say Looper, mainly because the more we talk about it, the more other people will see it. Right. Because I feel like it went pretty under the radar. Like, I wouldn't have seen it if one of my roommates in college wasn't, like, obsessed with it for, like, six months. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say number one is Looper and the bottom is just the time machine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, so for me personally, I would put it right at, maybe right above Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. Because it is still a comedy, but I feel like they just did it really well, the the time travel aspect of it, and we'll get more into that later, but... Okay. So, so on a number scale, I guess that would be kind of like a seven. Yeah. So number scale, mine's about a seven and a half as well, but I'm going to say on a scale of the time machine to looper i'm gonna call it groundhog day oh there you go because yeah, again that's a good one. comedy so it keeps that comparison but also like it's been around a while and people still like it still has that hold on people you know so it has like staying power over the years it's definitely a classic you know i mean i i actually read somewhere that it's been um a copy of it has been made and put into the national archives because it, it is such a, a monumental film. Really, I mean, it's influenced a lot of other things, too. Uh, you know, um, I mean, just off the top of my head, like Rick and Morty, like that whole thing is kind of based off of that. Like, uh, originally the cartoon was actually a, a, a spoof of Back to the Future. That's actually how that show got started. And so, you know, there's just references made to it all the time. I mean, even in, uh, uh, we had just said Endgame, Mm-hmm. Even in Endgame, they make a reference to Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So I know one of my uh, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, uh, John Mulaney, has a whole bit about how ridiculous yeah. Back to the Future is, and like it's communicated. If you ha- like, if you haven't seen Back to the Future, you can still understand what he's talking about. But if yeah. you have seen the movie, you're just like, okay, yeah, these are all one hundred percent spot on. These are very good points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So go see it. Seriously. Tune yeah, in, rent you it. You don't even have to go. You just no, you have to just sit on your couch, go to yeah. bed, pull out your phone. Like, we have, well, I say we colloquially, not like, you know, you and I personally, but we have multiple ways to watch this. Like, I personally have Netflix signed in on like four different things, not all at the same time, but like, right. With the, with the capability to watch. So, and I personally, I've got the Netflix, I've also got it on amazon and then i also have the blu-ray copies i think you might be a fan i'm a huge fan yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> I love this movie. I, you know, the first time I saw this, I think I was about, I was probably 10 or 11 years old, which now looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm kind of shocked I watched that because the language is pretty heavy in it. Unexpectedly um, so, I will say. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not terrible, but it, it's, it's not there. good. But yeah, I, I love the movie a lot. And uh, I just highly recommend I mean, I almost want to just say, like, if you haven't seen it, I want you to go watch it because I almost want to put like a guarantee on it to say you will enjoy it. Like even if you come out the other side and you're like that wasn't my favorite movie, like I think you're still going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. I guess. I would I would give the the context of if you can get through the first like 30 minutes of this movie. The part when he he is initial when Marty is initially in 1985, if you can get through that, you're golden. Cuz I'm a person who like I talk about all the time how I can't watch The Office cuz it's so cringe. Like I can't do it. I respect it and I will laud it to to various people, but I can't do it personally. Mm-hmm. And the first bit of that movie was in that same vein for me. It was I very mean, it, cringe. It's pretty cheesy 80s stuff. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy it from the, from, I, I love it. The music, the everything. It's great. But, spoilers. Okay. So, this is your warning, audience. We're getting into spoilers. I really want to get your honest opinion. This is just your second time watching it. It's true. This is probably my 12th or 13th time watching it, honestly. What were your thoughts second time around? Okay. So I've watched, you said you watched it, you were like 10 or 11. I watched this for the first time, and until yesterday, the only time, um, I was in high school. So the the youth minister that at the church I was going to was like obsessed with this movie in the best way possible. He wasn't like walking around muttering the script under his breath or anything. He didn't, he didn't go that far, but kind of like what you were saying, this is a movie that he had loved for years and he wanted to to disseminate. I don't know that that's the right word. He wanted to spread the, the love of back to the future amongst the, the kids in his youth group, which again, like you were saying, looking back is a really weird decision. I remember seeing it as I've only seen the first one. I, I remember seeing it just being like, Oh, that is pretty good. But then I had no desire to go in and watch the second or third one at the end of that. And then, so I watched the first one again yesterday. There are still a whole lot of questions that I have. How did they become friends in the first place? I would, that's something that I would kind of like to see. I've always thought that they should do almost like a comic book series or even a book, just kind of explaining like how they got to know each other. But at the same time, I feel like there's no good way to explain how this crazy scientist guy and this 15 year old became best friends. Yeah, there's just so many more questions than you can have answers to. So it's almost best to leave it vague like it is now. I would hazard the guess it's a time travel paradox in the sense of they became friends because Marty went back in time and found Doc. So Doc knew he had to befriend Marty in the future. That's Mm -hmm. my theory. And that's all it is. It's a theory. That is also my theory. Um, And also it's my theory, but there's actually some evidence to back it up. So at the very beginning, if you remember, there's the scene with all the clocks. That's how it starts out. Marty walks into Doc's office or study or garage or whatever it was, and there's clocks on the walls, and they're all 25 minutes slow, something like that. I can't remember exactly. But the point is, is that you're going through, it starts out, and you start to see all these different clocks. Well, one of the clocks 
shows a man holding on to one of the arms of the clock as it's going around. And so I think that that's a sign that Doc himself may have made that clock already knowing what was going to happen ahead of time. So there is some evidence like that, small things, that could kind of back that up. Okay. Hole hole number two uh, is how does he just steal plutonium? Like, were the 80s just a different place? Like, my my sister is in grad school for nuclear stuff, and I imagine even Uh she is like, no, there's zero chance. Yeah, I don't know how the... Because the Libyans were the ones that stole it for him. He didn't steal it himself. Mm -hmm. Still, Um, though. But I don't know how they did it. Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, and it's not like, you know, the city that they're in, it's Hill Valley, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's not like Hill Valley is like this sprawling metropolis like new york city or where it's like almost plausible that that could be it's it's a very midwestern vibe as like a small midwestern town so Mm -hmm. it's like no one in like like lawrence kansas has just a (laughs) case of plutonium sitting around probably i don't know they could it's kansas i feel like marty is sharp enough to know that the parents meet because lorraine's dad hits george with the car and I understand its impulse to push him out of the way of the car, but yeah, like, you don't want him. You to... still have to know in the back of your head, like there could be, you know, fallout from this. Yeah, I think it was just that natural instinct of, oh no, my dad's about to die. Gotta, gotta save him. Oh wait, yeah. oh no, oh no. <laughs> so I, and I like that whole aspect of it too when he. You know, his mom kind of falling in love with him. That was terrifying. What are you talking about? That was edible. Well, it was was funny to me because, I guess because of my psychology background, you've got Freud who, you know, his whole view of a lot of different psychological things is kind of based around... Mothers. Like... Yeah, yeah, mothers and and your attractiveness, you know, your how, you know, and they have that saying, you know, all all boys marry the mothers and all daughters marry their fathers, you know. Oh, I was thinking so. from a cinematic point, the uh, Norman Bates, the boy's best friend is his mother. Yeah. Completely other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so you got all that and that's so it, it it was funny, you know. And then and then of course you get to the end when she actually does kiss him. And then immediately she's like, oh, that was like kissing my brother. Why was that so weird? It's like, well, <laughs> it's because that's your son. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, I think they did a pretty good job with that, but it was funny. Um, I think as far as time travel goes with, oh my goodness, my dog's losing his mind. So <laughs> as far as like time travel goes with the consequences and like, you know, you have to be cognizant of what you do then because it ripples into the future. I think that's done very well. So, and kind of like what you were saying, that's how they address time travel. That's one of the the time travel theories they talk about in Endgame. I mean, from a time travel perspective, I feel like they did very well because yeah, I think so Marty too. gets back to to 1985, uh, saves Doc because Doc read the letter, and they all live happily ever after ish. I assume. I don't know. I haven't seen the second or third movies yet. So, well, I'm excited. I think we should really do that. So, what we're going to do is we're we're going to go ahead and do. Uh, Back to the Future for this episode, 
And then for the next two Mondays, we're going to go ahead and do part two and part three because John's never seen them before. It's true. I, on the other hand, as you may have guessed, have seen them multiple times. But it'll be fun because we can all watch it together because it's on Netflix. Uh, But I had a whole bunch of really fun, just kind of trivia stuff, which is really neat. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. uh, They did the soundtrack, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, Huey Lewis is actually in the movie. He is the teacher that stands up with the megaphone during the band tryouts and says, okay, cut it out. Y'all are just too too darn loud. loud." Yeah. (laughs) And so that was actually, that was Huey Lewis who did that. Now, kind of right there at the beginning, you also had Marty leaves Doc's office and heads off to school because he's like, oh man, I'm late now. I gotta, gotta get going. And so he runs off and as he goes to the square, he holds on to the truck and the truck is going around the town square. The guy driving the truck in the Mountain Dew hat is Robert Zemeckis. Who is the director of the movie. Right. And Forrest Gump, I believe. That is correct. So I've heard I've heard no. people talk about him as Bob Zemeckis, and that sounds like a completely different person from Robert Zemeckis. It, it does. And Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale were the writers of the movie. So you had two Bobs writing the movie. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest things that's noticed as far as like things that change, you know, because Marty goes back in time. What he does is he ends up changing a lot of what happens or what was supposed to happen so originally his dad is being bullied his mom's an alcoholic his siblings are all failing at being an adult it's a pretty bad situation and his dad is still being bullied by his childhood bully who's biff and then so what ends up happening in the movie is marty accidentally changing a few things tries to fix it but actually ends up fixing it but making it better for himself So he gets back to the future, and hey, when he gets back home, he wakes up the next morning, the house is nice, his parents are doing very well, his mom is no longer an alcoholic, they actually just got back from playing like tennis or something like that, and his siblings are like successful business people. And then he also has a new truck, and then Biff is actually the one who's struggling and he's washing, waxing the car. Marty is, has this really good life. In trying to fix the past, he actually improves his future. So it, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing. So of all those changes, though, when he goes back to try to save Doc, he gets to the mall, and it's no longer Twin Pines Mall. It's Lone Pine Mall. Because, because when Marty first went back to the past, he runs over one of the trees. And um, and so it ends up becoming two to just a single tree. <laughs> I wonder if that would be something that he would catch himself doing for years. Because, like, it's the 80s. He's supposed to be, like, 15. Like, w- would kids in those days just hang out at the mall? So do you? Th- how many times do you think he would call it Twin Pines uh, uh, Lone Pine Mall? <laughs> and people would just keep like, what is your deal, man? Like, yeah, I feel you like I want to go to Twin Pines and they'd be like, what's Twin Pines? I'll be honest, it said Twin Pines Mall, and I immediately thought of Twin Peaks. And I was Twin like, those Peaks, are two yeah. very different things. <laughs> yes. Well, as far as like the production of the movie, there's actually some really interesting stuff that happened during the production. So Eric Stoltz originally starred as Marty due to scheduling conflicts because Fox was, funny enough, tied up with family ties. And um, By Fox, you mean Michael J. and not 20th Century. 
not 20th century. Okay. No, that one took me Michael a second. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Michael J. Fox was doing family ties. And so he was so caught up with that that they originally started out with somebody else. But they had actually gotten six weeks into production. So nearly half the movie had been filmed. They bought both the Bobs were like, this is not going to work out. This guy is just not fitting well with the tone of this movie. And even he, uh, Eric Stoltz, he agreed. So they, because six weeks had passed, they were able to bring Marty back or Marty. They were able to bring Michael J. Fox back. And uh, then he got to finish up the movie. Uh, and so there are a few scenes that are actually like, especially those where you just see him Marty's back. Those are still shots of Eric Stoltz. So do you think he still gets royalties? I would think he probably gets partial. Yeah. Because I mean, he had filmed a lot of it. Yeah. I'm sure they worked something out. I hope so. I hope he got a good deal. Cause like we're, like we're talking about, it's been 35 years in this movie. This movie has such staying power. Like I hope it wasn't like a, here's 10 grand. I hope it was like a, you know, could I have like half of a percent of like just anything going forward? Because he probably would never have to work again. That's true. Uh, But yeah, so uh, Michael J. Fox ended up fixing his schedule, uh, but was working with averaging five hours of sleep per night and filming for family ties during the day and then going straight over to Back to the Future to film at night. So he was working double shift, I guess you could say. Uh, The only reason I know that is because I read one of... Uh, Michael J. Fox's books where he talks about his early career. Yeah, I'm a fan if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound especially fun to me, but I mean the end result, that's what that's his like you said that's his most iconic role, it's what he's most known for by yeah. far. So, I mean, he got the job done. The movie itself I think is really good. So, I don't I agree. I don't know that I have a whole lot a whole lot else to say if you have stuff to say i can react but like i mean it's a solid movie freaking, it is freaking watch it it is I, I agree and uh just one more fun thing the delorean company by the time the movie was made um had already flopped and gone bankrupt uh but the movie uh actually made the car more iconic than it was beforehand oh absolutely like before it was like yeah the delorean it was a really cruddy car i mean it was considered a piece of trash it had several problems Um, In fact, in the movie, some of the things that go wrong with the car, like, you know, Marty is trying to start it up and it won't start. You know, he just keeps turning the key and nothing's happening. That was actually a really common problem with with the DeLorean. So that there was stuff like that that they kind of threw in there just to be like, hey, guys, remember how cruddy this car was? But Um, now all this time later, everyone just immediately associates DeLorean back to the future. Right. Yeah. So actually right after the movie was made, they actually released some packages that you could buy uh, to make if you had a DeLorean to make your DeLorean look like the Back to the Future DeLorean. But yeah, that's pretty much all the fun facts I have for it. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more, but those are the the ones that jump out at you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the movie all, you know, overall is pretty good. I can't really think of anything that's too... I'll, oh, uh, this this is something really cool. So all of um, Thomas Wilson, who plays Biff, all of his lines where he would say, you know, what are you looking at, butthead? And, you know, make like a tree and get, get out, out of here. here. Those, all of those lines were ad-libbed. Like he did that himself. So that's pretty impressive. That's that's my kind of script. You just gotta you gotta know your character, because yeah. all the stuff worked. Yeah, 
It did. So so any of those little one-liners that he has, he made that up himself. He put that in there himself. So that's I pretty cool. I will say, part of me, a very small, very like infinitesimal part of me feels bad for Biff because Marty changed the future to be so good for his family by accident. And uh-huh. then obviously, you know, you can't universally change it to be better for everybody. So Biff ends up getting the short end of the stick. But at the same time, like, he's a really, like, cruddy dude. Like, 1955 Biff is a turd. So it's like, you know, I want to feel bad for you, but you make it really hard. You're right. Kind of like Indiana Jones from our last episode. Like, it just go watch it. It's it's one of those American classics that, you know, everybody should see at some point. Even the non-Americans, again, referencing the UK-based listeners. Yes. Yes, (laughs) you should go watch it, too. (laughs) Just cinema in general. It, it did a lot of things. But yeah, that's pretty much all I had for it. Yeah, that wraps it up for me as well. Well, um, I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you go to, to watch the movie. Um, if you have different opinions, we would love to hear what it is that you have to say about it. So, John, if you could, just real quick, would you give them a uh, quick rundown of how they can reach us? A rundown of where you... All right. So you can reach out to us. Probably, I would say, our main... Um, just the, the easiest way to reach out for most people is our Facebook page, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. Or uh, if you would like to kind of be a little bit more private about it, we have an email, um, which I'm notoriously bad about checking. I'll be honest with you. Me too. Um, so it's uh, they didn't ask us at gmail.com. And then if you would like to leave an audio message for a chance to be featured on a future episode, you can uh, reach out to us at our anchor page, which is anchor.fm slash they didn't ask us. And any three of those, uh, we would love to hear from you. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am the nerd is underscore in. And John, I know you have a few. Yeah, my my main two right now are Twitter and Twitch. Uh, Twitch is actually in a really fun place for me right now because I just got affiliate status, which means like I I can monetize my channel and things like that. So um, it's a it's a really fun little place to be. Um, both of those have the same handle. It is a J Mueller eight three three two. And again, I'd love to to see you in chat or see you on Twitter. So I hope y'all are uh, doing well, staying safe, staying uh, healthy. Yeah. Well. Sp- Speaking of our Facebook page, um, one reason that you might want to connect with us on there is what we'll do is we'll post questions sometimes uh, just to get your feedback. And so a question that we posted last week was uh, we wanted to hear from you and see what our, because John and I had talked about Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. and we had talked about what if Indiana Jones had been more like James Bond and what if it had continued on more as a focus on the character and not so much of the actor. And so we had thrown out some suggestions on what we thought would be a good actor that could take that role. Uh, But we posted a question on Facebook for you, for you guys to answer for us because we wanted to hear your opinions. Um, We did get one response on that. And the only thing they said was, Bring in Arnold. I don't know that I saw that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> that's the only one I saw, and I was like, that's pretty funny. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Oh, I can, and it's beautiful. It's like, <laughs> did you ever see a, did you ever see UHF, the Weird Al Yankovic movie? No. Okay, so that's what that would be, basically. Okay. 
because there's a there's a bit in there when Weird Al wearing a, a big strong man suit is uh is Rambo like he's doing a fake Rambo, and that's <laughs> the only thing I can imagine it would be like with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Indiana Jones, and it's hilarious, and I do kind of need it in my life now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you have any other suggestions, um, that post is still on there. Please comment on it. Um, We might post something else because we like to hear from you guys. So giving us feedback is is what we really crave. Talk to us, please. (laughs) Or like if you have something that you really like that you feel like how we like we talked about Looper earlier, um, Uh something that you would like us to, to review and kind of get it out there more. Let us know. You know, we're, we're pretty open in that sense. Community interaction is great. But that just about wraps it up. But uh, yeah, like John said, stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. And until then, nerd out. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of they didn't ask us if you have any comments questions or concerns you can reach out to us at they didn't ask us at gmail.com you can also reach us on our social media our newly created facebook account facebook.com slash they didn't ask us while you're there uh, feel free to like our posts follow our page and share our content with your friends we'd love to have you Check back with us in two weeks to hear more ramblings and opinions from your new favorite podcast.